Stuti. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Happy to be here with you. Great. And today we are here to talk about your program and what it is you do. Yes. Great. So you have a program called Uplift Transformation and you call yourself a subconscious mind reprogrammer. Now, what does that mean and, and why is it important to Thank reprogram you for your mind? Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you for this question. Generally, most of uh, my clients are individuals who have an, a natural inclination to be a go-getter, okay? Which means they are very enthused and inspired, motivated and driven by goals, by achievements and by growth. The issue that they come to me with is that the, despite the, them achieving so much, they still feel depleted. Some, some of them are depleted, scattered, numb, lonely, dissatisfied, unfulfilled, all these kind of emotions. Okay. So they come to me when they experience this, either in a life, in a crisis situations or that they have recognized such feelings for a long time. When I set this uplift transformation program, my one intention, Julie, is to help my clients to broaden up their ways or their approach to achieve what they want to achieve. Ultimately, I can tell you that most of, if not all of the people really wanted to make a positive difference. This is what they really, really want. They want to have a good life for them and themselves and their family, sorry, but also making positive difference. So it, there's an impact, a larger impact that they wanted to do. So what I'm, I'm what I essentially doing, what I intend to do with Uplift uh, Transformation is to broaden up their ways of making this impact from achieving, having, making, growing, and balance it out with being, their beingness, so that it is much more balanced. So the formula to achieve or to deliver impact, positive impact, is very much also connected or supported by beingness. And why is this important, right? Like it's, it's so counterproductive for a lot of people. Why is my beingness matters in, apart from my goals, my achievements? It is because what we are energetically matters in creating changes. Simply because we as individuals are connected to everything else around us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have you ever come to the office and you thought you are not exuding any <laughs> emotions out, but you had a hard time at work, uh, sorry, at home, and you get to the office trying just to get your things done and people around you reacting without even knowing what's going on. They just knew something is up. So this is what I mean. Mm -hmm. The beingness has so much more impact to enhance the experience around them or to limit the experience around them, okay? The first thing I'm helping them to, to see is really your beingness matters. 
your beingness matters a lot. Mm-hmm. It is as important as achieving, growing, having, making the action-oriented activities, right? So when we talk about state of being, we need to work with the subconscious mind. This is why I emphasize, I'm emphasis in my work, this part, the subconscious mind reprogramming. It does not mean to say that I don't work with the conscious mind of my clients. I do actually, but the bulk of the deep work is connected to the subconscious mind. So what is it, right? What is this subconscious mind is? Subconscious mind, and when I say this, I I mean both the unconscious and the subconscious mind combined. We just use the, the, the same word, subconscious mind. It's the part of the mind that is the most powerful and the most dominant, actually. So if the whole mind of human is 100%, the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind counted for at least 95%, okay? Up to 5% is the conscious mind. And the two parts of the mind works very, very differently. The conscious mind is the part of our mind that we use for logical thinking, reasoning, creative choices. Free will is connected to this, connected to the conscious choices. I choose to be like this. I choose to go here. I choose to have something. This is conscious choice and this is free will. You can ask it, you can say it, it's your right. Okay. It works with time concept, yesterday, tomorrow, today. It works well with short-term memories. So if I ask you, for example, what lunch did you have on the 2nd of January, 2023? (laughs) It took a lot for people to remember. And if you get the answer, usually it's coming from the data from the subconscious mind, not your conscious mind. The speed of how it functions is a 40 bits per second. The subconscious mind is the rest. Okay, The subconscious and unconscious mind is the part of the mind that is basically not only recording every minute of your life experiences, but it also hosts the emotions that you experience and have in your body, the the values that you have, the trauma that you experience, the long-term memory of what had happened around the time you were in your mother's womb, for example. It had that. If you can access it, you can get that information. It it's, it's basically this library, a huge library of your life. And when you want to access emotions, that's where you go. That's where you go. If you want to understand the belief that you have, that's where you go. Because sometimes you just so you just walk in life without even knowing anymore. It's because this thing, that the program that you have in your subconscious mind is running. It's just running, making things so automatic for you. Yeah. So, and in the subconscious mind also, there are informations that is connected to certainly the collective experience of your family. So for example, if your parents has financial crisis at some point in their lives and it is imprinting in their experience and you as the generation after would be also wary in certain situation automatically, (laughs) okay? Not only because you hear something, but even when you don't know, automatically you are impacted by this. So 
when we want to touch the state of being of the people, that's where we go. And basically, when we access the subconscious mind, what we're trying to establish is in connection to the problems that my clients have symptomatically that the conscious could could actually identify is what is causing such, for example, problem in sleeping? What is uh, causing a certain negative patterns in romantic relationship, for example? You know, and then you go deep into understanding what is the existing program, patterns, or sets of beliefs that is running actively in your subconscious mind that is causing that kind of experience on the conscious level to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we want at the end of the day with the inner state of being is you feel joyful, calm, peace while going through a process of making a good impact. That's basically the biggest contribution you can you can give to the world by embodying this positive or uplifting emotions, peace, for example, when going through a crisis at the, in your company, for example, right? So, so that's, that's what the uplifting transformation is. It's really trying to get my clients to embody the most uplifted version of their uh, inner self or uh, state of being and to find, to help them to establish habits to sustain this as long as possible. Yeah, so there are two parts. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, just to so maybe just to 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 clarify from what I what I understood, basically we are sort of most of the time, if not all of the time, being steered by this part of our brain called the subconscious mind, which has various programs and beliefs and emotions um, or family trauma or whatever it is. And because of those sort of hidden programs, it's affecting our state of being so that we are then anxious or sad or whatever, rather than the more peaceful emotions. And what you're saying is in order to get to those emotions like peace and joy and love, we need to go into the subconscious mind and find out what is really kind of underneath and and driving our behavior or our actions. Yes. Yes, with slight slight revision because people miss misuse mm -hmm. uh, this word a lot between the brain and the mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there is a dif dif difference between the brain and the mind. And this is very, very good, a very good topic to cover now. In the past, before I get to know this concept, when I hear the people say the mind, I automatically go into the brain. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's not just the brain. Okay. The brain is the brain. Yeah. It's the organ. The mind is the, the information that is um, post or produced or come through the, the tools, the mm -hmm. organs. Okay, so in regards to subconscious mind, at least uh, to date, and I know this is a study that is ongoing, so this may change in a few years' time. There are at least three organs connected to the subconscious mind. Okay, the first one is the which is around the heart's 
area, the, the chest area, there are two lungs and heart. And on the brain is actually the pineal gland. Okay, this is the pine cone looking. It's very small in the center of the brain. And this is connected to the subconscious mind. In the heart, in every human's heart, uh, the scientists have discovered that there are 40,000 specialist neurites that is called sensory neurites. They behave as brain-like cells. Okay, so they, perf- they work like it's the brain cells, which means they think, they remember, they sense, they feel independently than what is happening in the brain. Okay, so all this information is connected to this emotion, uh, information field that is surrounding or being produced by these organs. This is what we refer to as subconscious mind. Okay, and because they're not the brain, uh, or because they're pineal glands and they're also the heart, the way we we get the information is very different with the way we get the information from the other parts of the brain that is connected to the conscious mind. Okay. And this is why there is difference in speed and concept in the way they work, what they retain, etc. There's also a huge amount of study about the heart field. And the ancient philosopher um, or the ancient people, they always refer your heart and your heart field as the gateway between the deeper part, the conscious, subconscious, the unconscious and subconscious, or even superconscious mind, which basically interchangeably is, is used as a soul. This is the gateway between the conscious and all the others. This is here. And so there is this gateway there in which really deep information come out about who you are. The soul actually is that part of us that would never, ever, never, ever die. Even when we go through extreme, extreme trauma. So this is like another level of <laughs> consciousness, but for the subconscious mind, yes. So it's different than the brain, but it's very common mis- um, misconception and it's connected to information field. So the mind is is more like an information field rather than something tangible like the brain. Yeah. Okay, so coming back to kind of you know what you do and the the work that the your program. So you mentioned that your clients, you know, come to you feeling dissatisfied, um, scattered, numb. Yeah. What are some what are some other sort of maybe typical problems that people come with? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good question because there's no one particular problem. <laughs> Okay, they generally come with these emotions, yeah, depletion, exhaustion, feeling like they embody all the symptoms of burnout, all these things. Where this emotion manifests dominantly is could be in many different areas of their lives. So they may come to me with a challenge or difficulties connected to work or romance or physical health or emotional health, like anxiety for example, uh, mental health. So this could be so many things. I can't sleep. I haven't been sleeping for 18 years. Well, I've been relying on sleeping pills for 18 years. And I want to stop that because my body doesn't, I don't, I don't think it's health. Obviously it's not healthy after such a long time. I want to get to the bottom of this. So 
people comes with many different things. Like I have always end up with a, a partner who leave me. This happens multiple times. Or I have all the physical symptoms of the burnout. Or I can't get myself to change something. There's something blocking me from changing. Yeah. So they come from all parts, all spheres of life with similar emotions. And they come usually into state of situation. One is in true crisis, like I have a crisis right now. Or they have been thinking about something that, that I want something more. I tried so many things that I cannot get it. So this is more about, in my term, more about unleashing more potential from who they are in their lives. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when they come to me, the problem is all kinds and in all aspects of lives, but they have a commonalities in that the criteria or the definition of a successful me is this, and this is all connected to having, achieving, making. <laughs> okay. 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 I guess I'm just thinking, so maybe going back to say one of the examples that you gave, like for example, a relationship, you know, I, mm -hmm. I want this kind of relation or I haven't been able to, to get it. How would they know to come to you instead of say a relationship coach or therapist? Yeah. You know, how, how does one distinguish, ah, I need to go to Astuti versus I should go see this relationship counselor? Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a very good question, actually. And um, I think the answer is when they've tried so many things on the conscious level and things haven't turned around as deep as they wish. A lot of people came to me, they've never worked with any psychologist or any coach, etc. So which is, for me, is much easier to, to, to educate, right? Uh, but I also have a lot of clients who have been seeing um, psychologists and psychiatrists for a long time. And, and I do understand their feelings. Their feeling is basically, I, I get into certain betterment, but for some reason, I feel like it's not complete. I still feel certain things that I can't move or I can't shift. Sometimes I can't even tell you what it is. I just feel it in my body. Okay. And uh, in that situation, uh, of course, in our conversation, I always ask, are you working with a psychologist or psychoanalyst? And my work is also to, to understand where you are at today and, uh, and to understand where is it that is not yet touched. Because obviously, when there is a, a desire still to get better or to feel deeper and it can't, something on the subconscious level is is. It's disturbing it or distract it or block it. And it usually they're doing that because the existing programming of their subconscious mind told them that it's safer not to change. Okay. And you remember when I say in the heart, there is this 40,000 cells that act like a brain, but it's not. And it's thinking independently than what the brain is thinking. This is why sometimes when we go, towards a, a support that is much focused on the conscious mind, it doesn't feel complete. 
Okay. So I have many clients who had worked with psychologists or still working with psychologists and psych- psychiatrists. And usually my clients would inform both parties that we are, and I have no issue completely. We are trying to help the clients from a different angle and a different depth. And what I'm hearing back from them usually is there is a recognition from the process that is going through on with the psychiatrist or the psychologist that there is fast movement or fast shift faster shift than otherwise. And, and this is really nice for me to, to hear because I believe that we could all work together to help the clients. And the other things that is also very interesting, sometimes client came to me with emotional issues and they didn't tell me they have physical issues. As I work with the subconscious mind, then the information starts to reveal, ah, there's this issue. Do you have this issue? Because the subconscious mind is telling me there's issue with the legs or there's issue with the back, et cetera. And they do normally confirm that. So then I ask them to also, when we, as we go into the transformation, to observe the intensity of the physical issue. Sometimes they just tell me, oh, my physiotherapist was trying, has been trying to get into a certain position or certain depth in my body for a couple of years, finally we could do it. Because the inner state transformation, the shifting of the program and the emotions that was trapping the body help make room, make makes more space for the body to to move in a certain way that it's actually good for my clients. <laughs> so wow. So it is connected. It's it's all somewhat connected. And I love this when I hear this, I said, that is just amazing. <laughs> That we can all work together from different angles. That's amazing. Yeah. How did how okay. is this transformation happening? You know, how do you help people shift into this different state of being? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's really great this question because sometimes I have a feeling people think that there's a black box. <laughs> that I have and then input black box output. So I'm trying to explain to people now what is in this black box of process uh, with uplift transformation. With transformation, basically we remember we are trying to the word I choose uplift the the inner inner state of being of my clients. Okay. And uh, in our first meeting when we decided to work together, I asked my clients to describe what that looks like. So if they say to me, I want to feel more joy in my life, I will start with them. Describe to me what that looks like. Okay. Because if you ask me and you ask them, the way I describe more joy in my life looks different in my life than in theirs. So having a description is good for me and for them, because then we know whether we are going into the right direction or not. So that's the first thing is basically we set the intention and that and in subconscious mind healing, intention is everything, okay? Because we are then connecting to the subconscious mind saying, this is my intention. Please help me to find out what is disturbing or blocking this with ease so that I could be calm and stay calm, which more, more ease. And just to make sure everybody knows, when you are in this, it doesn't mean that you will not feel sad anymore <laughs> when you get into this state of peace or state of joy, you will still going up and down because you're human. Okay. But you will be able to go up again 
into the uplifted emotions much in much more ease way and much faster. So just to, that, just to emphasize on that. So we started with that. And then what I then do, I work is, I use a number of modalities, Julie, that there is 100% effective use virtually because I only work virtually. Okay, so even when I do group, it's all virtual. Even when I do one-to-one sessions, all virtual. That's my preference as a, as a facilitator. So there's no right or wrong, but that's just my preference. We then ask the subconscious mind to go into the roots as the, in the depth that is good to be achieved today. Okay. That is basically telling us it could be a memory of what had happened. But what we want to know is what wound is there, what belief is created from this experience. So if it's a trauma, what beliefs was formed around that time and what emotions that are still trapped in the body because of this situation. And then we process the information together we try to gain insight, perspective, because this is important. The conscious mind needs to know perspective. When we understand which limiting, which belief is there, we can see then the correlation between why it's difficult to stay calm because I have this belief down here, down in my system. And we replace it with um, beliefs that is helping or uplifting them to move towards this peace, calm, joy as they are in relationship, as they are leading change project, as they change something. Install it, activate it, and then follow it up with key actions to help them to create habits to so that it can sustain even after, after the session. Okay? So, so that's in simplistically, this is the process. It's very, very easy. Understand what is the root, the limiting patterns, Acknowledge it, letting it go. Instill the positive patterns for the shift that we, that we want. Instill it and uh, integrate it. Taking some actions to create habit and do it. And because we work with the subconscious mind, it works very quickly. <laughs> this is the difference with the conscious mind. It works so deeply in different layers of our subconscious mind and there are different layers of it. And... As soon as we finish the session, what we need to do or what the client needs to do is just to allow the body to reprocess everything without interfering. Because your job, if you are working with the subconscious mind, is to just be in the session and then create the habit to sustain the emotions. But other than that, the body works by itself. Mm -hmm. Because it has its intelligence and it understands our intention. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you work with a conscious mind, you have to do it many times again and again in between. You know, like for me, the 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 follow-up is really is, is sustaining habit. It's just creating new habit to sustain this emotion as long as possible. And when you create this habit after the session, after some time, it becomes just a, a part of what you do and become automatic even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like gratitude, for example, this is also extremely important. In the beginning, when I started doing this many, many years ago, it was quite something to start to do it every evening, write some gratitude journal, 
Now I cannot sleep without doing that first. It's just a thing, a ritual that it's just a process for you to then sleep. You know, this uh, habit of that you create is sustaining that emotion as long as possible. So you're trying to help people also to create these habits of yeah. beingness. In yes. Some ways. Yeah. Yes. To help them be more. Be correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm not necessarily helping them to do more. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily helping them to achieve more, although usually that happens. Mm. Consequently, because you are being you, it impacts having, doing, achieving. Mm-hmm. But the, my process, Uplift Transformation, is much more about how can you sustain this beingness as long as possible. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't touch strategy on how to make more money <laughs> or mm. get or how to do a proper interview. No. But how can I show up in the interview in the way that is more truthful to me and less scared of being rejected, less scared of being whatever? Mm. Yeah. 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 What are the implications of doing such a such a transformation? Um, yeah, is it something that's maybe is it something that's difficult to do? Like, will you experience maybe emotions that are uncomfortable, or have to live through situations where you don't want to? For example, like, will you have to relive some trauma or? What happens? Yeah, you know what. What might you ex- somebody experience in in the session itself? Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. This is a very good question. Um, depending on the methods, you may relive certain memories of your childhood or not. So, I think I decided on what method to use depending on where my client is. If the client is very numb then I would get them to follow through a method that allows them to feel in the session. But if, for example, the clients, are, they know their trauma and they still live it. So, for example, I work with refugees. They know their trauma. They feel it. I choose a method that doesn't require them to relive anything Mm. apart from connecting to what is it that is stuck in their body and just clear it and wait until at some point they're ready to speak about something. So it's not enforcing. So the, the the principle that I use is where you are today. And we use that. And usually I'm also checking with the subconscious mind with the keywords of ease. <laughs> ease is very important. What does my client need to shift their inner being in the way that is providing the most ease that is possible? Yeah, so even this with the ease, sometimes it is still hurting a little bit because there's emotion is to come up and it's absolutely fine. But usually when we finish the session, there's so much relief in the body because finally I can cry and I know why why I'm crying and I'm going to allow myself to get the tears out knowing that there's somebody being here with me holding the space for me. So this in itself is very healing, even though there's a period of discomfort. I mean, most people who came to me, 
including myself, when I started my own transformation journey, was having difficulty to cry. It was not easy to, to cry. And, um, but this is part of reconnecting with the feelings or angry sometimes. Anger came out and we have to honor it. And then we process it, we touch it, we, we work with it and to give it space, to give it time. And this is what creates this shift, this movement. That is in the session. So depending on where they are at, um, I'm choosing the most appropriate methods that I know of. In all cases, I'm giving the best that I could in terms of my presence and energy um, to help them to feel as safe as possible going through this very uncomfortable journey, obviously. Now, after the session, usually just like when you are recovering from flu, <laughs> your body detoxing, right? So also with emotions, because the emotion is stored in your in your body, everywhere in your energetic system, around your organs. This is why there's diseases, because there's energetical disturbance in the ops that disturb the optimal function of the organ. So it stays in the body, the emotion. This is why people feel less heavy after the session. It's because literally something leaves, something moves out. Usually people get tired, more tired than usual. In some cases, they could be much more emotional than usual. But we can actually ask the body, and I always ask the body, how many days do you need to integrate all this? It will give you an indication. The body will say, I need five days. So I will let my clients know in the next five days, pay attention. Pay attention because your system, your subconscious mind is going to speak to you. Your body is going to speak to you way more than if you haven't gone through this process. It may speak to you through dreams. So you may get a lot of dreams. So I would suggest to my clients, just journal it and we can discuss it in the next session as much as possible. Or it will give you um, physical symptoms as if it is fighting a virus or bacteria in your body, an alien harmful being. Um, so you may get flu-like symptoms, you may get a bit of headache, you may get, in some extreme cases, like a flu bugs, um, stomach flu, for example. My, But it recovers very quickly when the processing period is over. In some cases, some of my clients feel the echo of the emotions, the dense or low vibrating emotions that is being released. So for example, if the session is about processing the grief um, that the one, one experience and hasn't had, has not been processed thoroughly, and there are some emotions still touching the body because of that, like sadness or like grief or sorrow, you may echo a bit of that, but it's not that the emotion is still there. It's just the system is clearing up the what it was there before. So I always say, don't, don't be scared because you may feel that for some people, they don't feel much different apart from being more light. So that's what, what can happen. And what I think is, a very important, and this is actually quite a golden nugget in such transformation, is that because we are dealing, we are touching things that we are not conscious about, we're not aware about, we're not, we don't know we had. It's almost like 
a part of us is waking up. Okay, so it's like, oh, I didn't realize this about myself. So such transformation, uplift transformation program is really like, it's almost like an awakening process for you towards yourself. And after every session, you start to realize, you start to become less, no, you become different than when you were in the beginning of the session, okay? And I really say to my clients, enjoy this process by observing yourself closely, how you are compared to one hour before, how you are compared to a week before, and start to acknowledge this within yourself. Because when you acknowledge the difference, you basically integrate the wisdom. You integrate the gift that you learn from the past while remembering, I'm not that person anymore. I am a different person now because I've integrated what I learned and I have a different beliefs influencing my life today. And it's almost like you're continuously getting to know yourself and then you realize, wow, I'm changing. <laughs> I'm changing a lot. <laughs> and and this is becoming an, a very empowering source for the shift of the inner being of, of my clients. And I guess that can also perhaps impact the relationship that you have with other people, right? Yes. Yes. If you're shifting some of your beliefs or how you are behaving or being, then other people presumably would, would notice as well. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for, for pointing that out. Absolutely, Julie. I think even without you saying anything or telling other people of what you've been going through, they notice something different. They try to put words around in what way you're different. And they're trying to make up stories why you're different. <laughs> and they tend to decide whether I like this or not. Also. And in some cases, for my long-term clients, they started to even connect with their spouse very differently, um, that they are asking a review of how they relate to each other. The same with their parents, the same with their children, the same with their boss, the same with their friends. Not all of them requires disagreements <laughs> or strife. Some are just happens naturally and then conversation happens. And sometimes it makes them scared, okay? Because when I work with this group of young refugees, at some point they were like, we are very nervous because we cannot fully connect with our other friends who didn't go through this program. But we like where we feel because it's so much better than what it was three weeks ago. And... And at the same time, they also have this desire to meet new people and, and connect to other people. And this creates this inner tension, you know, am I leaving my fellow countrymen behind, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, it creates a kind of tension. So I help them with, with how to, to deal with this in the healthiest way possible. It is not always possible to harmonizing to some degree these connections because when we are very 
committed to our state of being, the people that we're connecting when we were on the lower state of being and us don't vibe anymore. <laughs> and so to push it is actually extremely uncomfortable for both parties and actually limiting for both parties. And it's not about I'm better or you are worse. It's just we are on a different vibration. So you could potentially, I suppose, lose some friends or people that you thought were friends or yeah. relationships um, from the past. Yeah. It, so that could change. Yes. And this is this part, uh, dealing with this loss, is, is also to process this. It's also part of the action to sustain yourself, your state of being. So we have to address that. And so my client says, this is what I'm feeling, da, da, da. So we do some steps to actually deal with such so that it doesn't create guilt. As my clients move towards more peace, we don't want guilt to show up <laughs> or intense guilt. You cannot eliminate guilt, of course, because guilt is normal. But when it becomes too much, that it stops them from continuing with with the transformation to sustain or to keep on growing into this um, higher vibrational state of being, let's say, then we have to to deal with with that, and there are ways to do it. And again, it again going back into the subconscious mind, <laughs> it's all there. It always goes back there, eventually. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. And how many sessions? Does it take to go through such such a journey or yeah, this program? It's a question that I often ask, and my answer is I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what I know is that it's not a one-time thing. So it's more than one session, usually, because the body needs to recalibrate itself with every shift that you're doing in the session. Yeah. So it can only take so much change. <laughs> and usually when you are in life crisis, where you are in connection to where you want to be is quite far. And what I'm saying is we can get there, but we just need to always listen to your body. Okay. And don't fight against the body because the body is your temple. It knows what is good for you. It also tells you what is good to take, how much to take how much to integrate. So it's like going to a doctor, I suppose, when you have a chronic illness, you just don't know how many sessions, you, how many times you need to get back in order to get some improvement. In, in this work, what I have seen 100% of the time is that with every session, there's a lot more lightness in their beings. Okay, when we started the session, I always ask them this intensity of your crisis, zero to 10, what is it? Some people say it's eight, nine, 10, or 20 out of 10 because it's just so overwhelming. And, uh, and we can always take pulse, you know, after one or two sessions where is it going down? Some people said it's disappearing or it is halfway and, and stuff like this. And you just don't know because it really depends on how much your body is is uh, ready to integrate. And I can't tell you that, unfortunately. The process 
of this transformation, not only getting to know where you are emotionally, but you are going to communicate better with your body. Because that's when you know what to do as you sustain the uplifted, in the uplifting vibration of your inner self. You need to speak to your body. You need to communicate with your body. And how your body communicates with you is different than how mine is communicating with me. So as much as I can give guidance, how it feels is yours. You will know that. And you it's also a process of trusting, trusting your body, trusting your heart, trusting your mind, trusting what is coming up from the depth to you. And when does one know that you're healed? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> this was a question. When I started my own transformation journey, I was also asking, when do I know? How do I know? When we say healed, it's almost as if it's a static <laughs> state. You know, I'm healed. That means I will not have any problems anymore. And there's no such thing. Unfortunately, Julie, this is my conclusion after so many years working in this field and working on myself too, because we have unlimited potential as human. Okay. So what can be expected is as you start working to focus on embodying a higher state of being, <laughs> so happy, joy, all this, uh, fulfilled and everything. As you go through the different sessions, the shift is noticeable and the pain is not always as intense. Okay. There is always the next level of depth in you. And the reason why this is the case is because as a person, we have our own individual subconscious mind. We are connected to the collective also subconscious mind. And this is what I would refer to as systemic consciousness, like family, your family, your biological family. Then you have, if your parents, for example, get divorced and you're one, you go with one parents and then the other parents get married again, then you have this other family, extended family. This is also a system. Okay. And then you have other system outside of the family, like Culture, religion, country, nationalities, all this thing. This subconscious mind is interacting with our individual subconscious mind as well. So while we can focus on our own experience as Astuti or Astuli, directly, direct experience, we also have this other <laughs> source of information that is impacting our well-being from the systems. And so... Eventually, and when it touches our body, this information, it's almost as if we are living it. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Today, I was working with a wonderful lady who has been going through quite a difficult life experience for the past six years, seven years, and been diagnosed with bipolar and everything. And she was really like, I used to be very vibrant and I want to get back there again. But in these years, I couldn't do it. Um, I gained weight, etc. And and I I get when I get angry, I start harming myself, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
I would like to come back to that time. And when I started to, to work with her, I started to sense that there is a resistance that she had, unconscious resistance towards moving towards life or being alive. And she did say in the form, like, I'm not grateful for my life at all. She recognized that. But she didn't realize there is this strong resistance moving towards life. So, so we start going into the system. <coughs> Excuse me. I asked my this her subconscious mind to, to actually show us what to work on. And it's very interesting because we didn't expect, I didn't, I never expected anything because I knew that <laughs> subconscious mind is always revealed something interesting. And it's connected to her absorbing the energetic remnant of her older brother who was miscarriage. Okay, so there was a child before her because the emotions that came out was connected to the time in the womb and I sensed something about this is connected to death. So she was pulled towards death energetically. So I asked her, do you know if your mother has a miscarriage? And she said, yes, two, but one certainly before me. And so I said, okay, you see? It's not something she realized. Nobody thought about it. But such information came up. That's what you, when you work with the subconscious mind, such thing. And then for her, it all makes sense because all the emotions that she absorbed, this is the emotion that she feels. Suddenly, at some point, it starts hitting. I didn't ask her at what age this whole thing started to, un, you know, the feeling of resisting life and all this thing to happen. But I won't be surprised if she said it would be the same age when her mother experienced the miscarriage. Okay, so this is this is what happens to us. <laughs> okay, wow. we are part of a collective systems, mm. and we have it's impossible to always know where this is coming from because a lot of the times we haven't got the information. But the, your body, we our body has that because it manifested as if we are experiencing it today as because subconscious mind doesn't really have this past present sorry past future it just have the present wow so we're all walking around carrying these remnants or i don't know what you call it traces of Possibly. things that have happened um to us or to our families or yeah our countries maybe uh, yeah you know this the systems that we belong in and yeah. we're not even aware of it. No, basically. Correct. I can tell you from my personal experience, because this was when I was like, okay, I, I really need to get into this level of subconscious mind, working with this level of subconscious mind during COVID, Julie. I credited myself as pretty healthy <laughs> emotionally, um, physically and mentally. Okay. And during COVID time, I was uh, located. I I I was. I am still here in Switzerland, but I was here. I was locked down here in Switzerland. My my parents both have passed away. My sister was in the U.S. with his her family, and my brother was in Australia with his family. I experienced. I have never experienced this. A really deep anxiety. Okay, and when I asked this anxiety, what 
are you anxious about? The anxiety says, I'm scared I'm going to die on the street by myself. Okay. My life situation was very far from that. I'm in Switzerland. There are homeless people, but they're not that many. And before I'm getting out of the street, I have so many great friends that would help me. So this is this was not going to happen to me. Consciously, I know that. But in my body, this fear was alive. Okay. So I have to face it. That's the only way to work through it. I have an understanding of subconscious mind on so many levels. I know on the family level, there must be something. And on personal level, there is something. But what I didn't realize, I was also connected to systemic, which is bigger outside of my family. Okay. The collective fear. I also impact, I was impacted by this. I was downloading this thing. And I was uploading the same as a response into the collective subconscious mind. So it was such a revelation. So as, as I was starting healing on different layers, different levels, it, it stops. No more. No more anxiety. Was my situation changed? No. <laughs> I'm still in lockdown. <laughs> my siblings are still in these two countries. I still didn't know when I was going to see them. Was I upset about it? Yes, but not into in the anxiety was not on the intensity that it was before. Okay. So that's what I mean. It's it's so alive in you. And if you have no, if you don't realize that this could come from somewhere else because of something else, then it's really difficult to know what to do, right? And I would think that's the case for most people, yeah. right? That you don't really know that this is being caused by maybe some factors beyond you. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, what do you do? Do you just do nothing and accept that? And I guess, right? Yeah. That was my option was. Stay with the anxiety that gets worse and heavier and heavier every day or face it. I'm very lucky. I am myself a subconscious mind therapy to understand what happens. Certain part of the journey I could do myself, but some other parts of the journey, I work with other ther- I, other uh, healer, subconscious mind healer. Um, and that's when I realized I want to work on a scale, which is bigger, which is on the systemic. So it's much more. So the database of my database in facilitating the transformation is bigger for my clients. Yeah. Mm. You will already make significant improvement, even when you don't work on your family system. But I have seen it again and again, that it will come up at some point. It will come up at some point. And that's when I always say to my clients, there could be something in the family. Oh, no, there will be something in the family. Not could be. There will be something in the family and from the system. Yeah, It's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So in that sense, yeah, this is, is, really, is really a never-ending journey, right? Yes. Because yeah. it's always about the next level, the next layer. You don't have to... In if sometimes this is what had happened to me before, when I was facing a crisis, usually it's more intense. Okay, until I find that I could breathe 
better and I could walk towards thriving zone from surviving zone. In that case, then I will do the process in a less intense way. Okay, because I could take a breather a little bit. I don't have this, uh, for example. But I also have clients who have a very severe physical uh, problems. Yeah, and for him to have this regular progress up to some degree is super important. And he's going through a lot, but the growth that he's doing, his inner state of being is amazing. This is also the other thing with subconscious mind healing. I cannot promise that all of your issues will disappear. That's not my, my, my power is not lying in that. <laughs> okay. So when this client came to me, I have physical problems. The doctor has given up because this is within this rare problem. I'm one of the rarest in here. And I've tried everything, get the best doctor. They have said, we don't know what else to do. And so I, he said, I started to open up. Maybe there are other ways because I'm starting to understand about the connections between the mind, body, and the soul. You're being recommended to me, so I would like to give it a go. So I had clarity with him. Like, I cannot promise you that your, your disease will disappear, but I can promise you that I'll do my best, that I'm doing my very best in facilitating a healing session to you, if at all, how you feel about your situation is going to shift. That's that's the ultimate piece, that I'm accepting my destiny. Even when I may still die because of my disease, right? And that is ultimately strong peace. And it was a journey to get there. Of course, there's a lot of fear in the process and tears and all kinds of things, but now you could you you see him and you're like you're such his friends are like you're so diff you're so different in the beginning of the session. I think a lot of his friends didn't understand they didn't know how to connect with him anymore because he was so wrapped up in the in the crisis mode, and that he was trying to. It's almost like he's projecting to everybody around him. You need to help me. You need you know. And and now he's so composed. He still take care of his health. It hasn't gone worse, but it hasn't disappeared. And his friends are coming back. Because we can connect and love you again. There was a time when we can't even connect because you demand something we can't give. Yeah. 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 Wow. So you you sort of helped him kind of come back to a state of Peace and acceptance, it sounds acceptance. like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because for me, for his situation, in a, and for very, very challenging, very challenging situation, especially if it manifests in physical problems, everybody don't want to be there usually. Get me out of here. <laughs> and I always say to them, I hear you and I understand this very much, but we don't know why you, your soul chose this path. Okay. I don't know. You would know eventually. So sometimes it's not about getting out of the path, even though I can understand why you want to do it. Just making the most to come out. But then if you're not coming out from the physical symptoms, at least you're at peace. It's almost like everybody's going to die. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know? 
making peace the fact that we are mortal beings <laughs> and just repro- making journey to be at peace with that yeah so it's intense it's intense and it requires processing a lot of processing this is why i cannot th- you're going to be better in three sessions i don't know maybe you will maybe you won't <laughs> depending on what comes up yeah and and i also said to my clients it's okay if you want to take a, you know intense for a period of time and then just take a break for some months or maybe even a year if you feel like doing that and processing and i i normally advise them how to process this and to look back and honor their past self and all this so that they can integrate the new knowingness about themselves about their souls about their life lessons all these things and then see if you still need another support in the future maybe you don't maybe you will there's no right or wrong you know and then you know where to find me <laughs> wow i think we all need to go to you <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> yeah What is it that makes you unique, perhaps? What, why you and not? I don't know. Are there other people? Are there other people that do this? And I, yeah, there, you know? there are a lot of people who works with the subconscious mind for okay. sure. I mm-hmm. have classmates, <laughs> and they're wonderful mm-hmm. uh, uh, therapists. Julie, I was asked this recently by somebody who is asked, who's very curious about my work. So I'm sharing this part of what I'm sharing in this podcast with him. And then he said to me, it's a very interesting question, which makes which made me think. He asked me, is there a tool to do this? And I said, the tool is actually my body, the therapist's body, which means what? Which means my experience, who I am, my life journey, what I get from my life journey, actually what makes it unique. Yeah. And this is something that is very difficult to compare because everybody is unique. I am the person, the, the subconscious conscious mind programmer that sees my clients as an empowered being. I don't see them as victim. They don't necessarily see that or feel that about themselves when they start the work, but I see them this way. Therefore, the approach, the process is based on this, okay? The way I speak to them, the way and the what I ask them to do in between sessions is because of this. This is very important for people to know that. Sometimes I give tough love because of this. Because I see you as an empowered being, you just forget at this very moment because of what you had just experienced. And if somebody sees you that way, which I'm seeing myself that way, this is how I deal with my life journey. There are times when I felt like a victim. I cannot avoid that. But I always find my way back into how can I, what is it that I need to process so that I'm connecting back to my the part of myself that is so empowering and so resourceful. And I do the same with my clients. And the way I do it is the way Astuti does it. 
<laughs> because astuti is astuti. And so it's important that when we start the process, we had the discovery call because that's when the client can then share with me what they wish to accomplish and where, and also for them to assess whether I'm the right partner to do this because they have to open up on so many levels. It's almost like the more you open up in time, of course, they become more and more comfortable. The deeper the integration can be and the deeper we can go in, into their system. And for me, I also have the time to explain to them what I can and cannot do for them, but also to get intuitive message for myself, whether I would make a good partner for them. It's not that I'm good for everyone, neither them with me. And it, this is an intuitive feeling, but if I could underline which one is not, usually doesn't match with who I am, is because they're not willing to own up that I am an empowered being. That's usually where it is. Okay. That they're resisting this. I wanted to be saved. I don't do that. I don't save you. I help you to save yourself. And that is very different. So if there are times when they understand it, they're willing to do it, but they feel like there's a blockage on being that, that's somebody I can work with. Even though they don't say this, but in the way they express themselves, sometimes I feel like they're looking for a savior and I'm not that. Mm. Yeah. If you want to be, to reconnect it back to your empowered self, <laughs> I'm one of the subconscious mind reprogrammers that may be a good fit for you. Maybe what's the biggest lesson that you've learned through this process or this journey as a as a subconscious mind reprogrammer? Awakening process is an ongoing process. There's no shortcut. It's a journey. It requires time, space, and energy. And it is as important as going to work, actually. Because if we come back to the beginning of my thinking, is that who you are and your state of being impacts the world literally directly <laughs> you don't have to do so far just have like your family if you're in a bad mood everybody get impacted they're impacting others quickly it happens um then it it requires dedication time space energy and and the actual fun in life is by observing this process that's the cool bits about it but in order to do that we need to slow down and not to run in the treadmill you know chasing the tram and train etc and so for me the biggest takeaway for me julie and this is also how i refine my definition of success i define it too now my life is worthwhile and it's measured by love how deep i love how much I love, how ease I am in loving and receiving love. Okay, that's just it. 
everything else is a supporting for that. And I'm not saying this should be for everybody. <laughs> this is the biggest, this is the gift for me as a facilitator. Because when I facilitate this journey with people, I'm in their process. I'm not just watching from the outside. I'm in the process with them, tuning in to them. One other thing's about the, the, the body of the facilitation facilitator. Working with the subconscious mind requires you to attune. Okay. It's not to think. Is to attune, sensing, intuit. This is where an intuition comes from. So anybody who works with in the subconscious mind field, they usually are very good in attuning to the energy field of their clients. And by the same token, they're also <laughs> good in attuning to themselves. And, and this is also very important to to know because we are working through a lot through attunement. And, and this changes you as a person. You as the client and me as a therapist, as the as a facilitator. When you come out from this kind of transformation, you are much more attuned with your body and your heart. Somewhat your intuition is awakened more than before. I'm not saying you didn't have it. You may have it a little bit, and now you're going to trust it more because the process is asking you to listen to yourself and trust it. <laughs> and trust it. That's my biggest learning point, being a very mind-driven person. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> uh, yes, I do know it. <laughs> beautiful. I think it's beautiful that you are able to yeah, help facilitate this transformation for people, you know, with with so much love and uh, yeah, to help them, you know, come back to that that state of being, of joy, of love. Thank you so much, Astuti. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I certainly hope that um, people get a lot more understanding of what you what it is that you do and your program. And um, yeah. For everyone who is thinking about doing healing with Astuti, go for it. <laughs> thank you, Julie, for the word of confidence. <laughs> and thank you for helping me to bring out this the content of the black box in my process. Thanks, everyone. See you again soon.